What has been the impact COVID-19 has had on the youth's brand perception in South Africa? And how does this change your or your company's marketing strategy? Well, while the world over has had to adjust in order to reach and engage with each generation on a day-to-day basis due to the pandemic, the Sunday Times Gen Next event in partnership with HDI Youth Consultancy and CliffCentral.com decided to discuss this in depth. I'm Sia Sangwe, and this is a conversation with three youth representatives on their brand perceptions, daily consumption habits, and ways in which brands should appeal to young buyers in this new day and age. So introducing my guests, 14-year-old Chloe, 22-year-old Natalie, and 29-year-old Pat. So just to start the conversation off and to frame it a little, I'd like to find out individually from each of you, how has your day-to-day brand consumption changed in recent times? Look, South Africa is just starting to have some relaxed regulation around the coronavirus pandemic and its outbreak. So Chloe, for you, you're 14 years old. How has the lockdown affected your life and how has it changed how you consuming brands differently? So through the lockdown, since there's social distancing and we weren't allowed to go outside and stuff, I've been online way more than usual and I've been having a lot of ads come up since I've been having more consumption on social media and then natalie for you 22 years old where are you in life are you studying have you just started working and so how has your life been affected by the lockdown well i'm currently a full-time student at uct and i'm also a part-time waitress when the lockdown hit my income briefly stopped so my consumption decreased as opposed to what it usually was when I was studying and working at the same time. And then Pat, for you at 29 years old, how has your day-to-day brand consumption changed with the lockdown and how has the lockdown overall affected you? Yo, it it changed quite a bit uh, given the fact that we stopped buying, I mean, restaurants closed so we couldn't buy takeaways anymore. So a lot of (laughs) my money (laughs) went through to buying groceries now, you know, and buying stuff to cook in the house things like baking powder and flour and all that jazz. So that's where now my money got spent. And uh, mm. I'd like to, to also state that obviously because of my line of business is, is in the activations and event space, I took quite a knock in terms of income. But I guess me spending less on takeaways now, the money was rechanneled to actually buying more groceries and food that I can make at home. Right. Chloe, have you been surprised by some of the brands that you found exciting over the past couple of weeks or you found yourself very interested in? Have you found that you are now into YouTube channels you wouldn't have ordinarily watched or you're listening to music on platforms you ordinarily wouldn't have chosen? Certain brands have been like up in your game. Like in Spotify, they had a Alexander McQueen playlist. There's been a um, a new app for um, Nike where you can do like workout sessions and things like that. So I have, mm-hmm. yeah. There's been a, like a really big change since the lockdown. Yeah. Do you find that you are, you, you alluded to it a little earlier, but how much more time are you now spending consuming messaging from brands, even if it's just for entertainment purposes, as you would have ordinarily? I think, think it's like a lot more than usual. It's like I... I go on to my phone or cell phone like two more hours a day now. Wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little bit of a problem, but we aren't judging you. Don't worry. <laughs> and Natalie, for you, have you been surprised as well to see different types of brands that have piqued your interest? So why do you think you've personally been associating with various brands over the lockdown? I think it's because there's more time in the day to be on social media. So mm-hmm. a lot of brands that would be on Instagram are all of a sudden on like TikTok, something like Fashion Over. Fashion Over was very much a Instagram type vibe for me. Instagram influencers always advertising for Fashion Over. And then I went onto TikTok because there was just so much time in the day. You find yourself scrolling all the time and you're seeing ads via Fashion Nova. And it's not actual ads that you're paying for. It's it's influencers on TikTok wearing Fashion Nova clothing. So it's I think mm-hmm. brands are using social media right now because it's actually the easiest way for them to spread their message. Right. So Pat, just on that note then, are there any brands in particular that have stood out to you that have been able to successfully maintain their messaging and offering throughout lockdown? Um, For me, there's only one brand that really stood out because if you think about it, if you look at what most brands have been doing, you hear the piano, somba music in these unprecedented times, in these tough times, (laughs) you know, all of those ads were like sounding the same. Everyone has been, has been sounding the same, but if there's one brand that really stood out and sort of brought humor in this whole thing, it was chicken licking. You know what they did with uh, Rapulana Sipemo and that other uh, lady who's an actress who portrayed Garabo on Generations. It was funny, mm-hmm. it was humorous, and it just made you look forward to the end of this whole thing and so that you can get our hands again on chicken licking. That was quite smart. If you look at also, I mean, some brands did some really amazing things from a donations point of view. Look at the likes of Isuzu, you look at the likes of um, Telcom, Vodacom partnering up with uh, Discovery, you know, you look at Momentum, also putting in some money. That was really amazing to see brands now, you know, digging deep in, into their pockets and really trying to make a difference and making the situation better for, 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 right. for South Africans. For me, that's what really stood out. But in t- from a communications point of view, chicken licking really takes it for me. So before we get into a deeper conversation around the various platforms and how brands have been able to utilize them to its full extent, I want to just find out more about the messaging that brands have been sending out over the last little while. Chloe, for you, have certain messages been almost boring to you or have been things that you just aren't registering or listening to anymore? You know, what I think we've overheard so many times over is this whole stay home and stay safe and stay home and stay safe. Is something like that still sounding relevant to you? Is it sounding helpful to you? Or do you now just think it's something that almost is tired? There are actually, I literally just got a message now saying I should, if I have a cough, I should message and just ask if I have um, an influence from the coronavirus. And it's like the eighth time I've gotten that message. So what does that say about how brands are communicating with you specifically? I feel it's um, it's not original. It's just the same thing over and over again. I think they should like catch our attention more with more creative ads. Natalie, for you, do you think this, do you still buy the authenticity or are you still emotionally moved by messages like this? 
I think when the lockdown started, I was I was very shocked to see a lot of businesses and brands projecting that the idea of people staying home, please stay home, it's for your safety, flatten the curve. And and I honestly I was moved because it's a big change for companies and brands. They are losing out on a lot of money. I think now it's just becoming a bit mixed. Like you have a mm-hmm. few brands that are like stay at home, but while you're at it, purchase our mask for 120 rand and it's just like they're using the stay home message to drive another sale which kind of is just very confusing in my opinion i think pat to echo that sentiment that nat just expressed part of what is leading to this confusion for audiences is just how brands aren't necessarily sure how to navigate these times. And part of that struggle we've seen are social media platforms that were once cluttered with adverts for products, and they're now opening up to rather being platforms for conversations or for unique ideas like cooking tutorials or fitness classes. For you, in your opinion, what is the most successful platform that makes followers feel like they're truly part of a brand's community? I've seen quite a few brands like having Instagram takeovers, you know, having a specific influencer coming in and really sort of engaging with the followers of that particular brand. I think that works quite well, given the fact that it brings in the human element on the brand side. Mm -hmm. Social media... I think will continue to be a dominant factor in terms of brands connecting and engaging with with their audience. But then again, when you look at the live, the Insta lives or your Facebook lives and whatever, you've mm-hmm. seen a spike. Almost everyone now does Insta lives with someone else and they're having a talk and that's it. And uh, I think now this calls for a different way of thinking. And also in terms mm. of when you engage with your audience, what are you engaging your audience on? How does the content benefit the audience? Because we can't just talk about stuff for the sake of talking. Somehow piece of, of communication that you put out needs to have an impact on your audience. You know, there needs to be some sort of a specific call to action. Say, okay, the objective for this piece of communication is that we'd like you to maybe join our super private fan base. Then you're going to get additional Mm -hmm. content. So there needs to be clear communications. So brands shouldn't go live for the sake of going live because every brand or everyone is going live. So now it's a matter of why. What is the objective of going Mm -hmm. on? Yes, we understand that we need brands needs to, I mean, need to stay top of mind. But then again... Mm -hmm. The objectives also needs to be clear. Yeah, Pat, what I really am hearing you say is where a lot of brands are falling short is that clear focus and what is now becoming evident lack of strategy in what they're doing. A lot of brands are just jumping onto trends for the sake of trends as opposed to well thought out plans. Am I correct? No, absolutely. I think you you put it well when you say lack of, of, of a clear strategy. So what's lacking right now is that, yes, we know we can go live and we can have 200 people watching at any given time. So what? Mm-hmm. You know what, what I mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? So how, do we, yeah. how are we adding value to the person who's watching? How is it benefiting the person that's watching? Like, for example, the, the live cook, cooking videos, for example. I know ultimately if I'm part of it, there's a certain skill or there's a certain piece of knowledge I can take with because I've learned mm-hmm. to cook a specific dish. Therefore, I can apply it at the latest thing. Right. So that's the key right. take out. Chloe, you referenced Alexander McQueen a little earlier, actually. So brands like that and Marc Jacobs and Chanel, they've been known 
over the last little while for getting creative with their online presence and are acting as entertainers for their followers. Do you think it's important for brands to go the entertainment route to appeal to new young buyers? Yeah, I do. I feel like the more, I feel like a lot of people are um, during this lockdown have nothing really to do and the more the brands uh, entertain them and give them more to do, they'll, they'll find it more interesting to go and buy from them. Natalie, I think this might be a very provocative question then. But if we're going the entertainment route, are there any boundaries or lines that should be drawn? I mean, would you be comfortable to see your bank pushing an agenda of, you know, what reality shows you should be watching? Or do you think some brands just should stick to business as usual? I do think that some brands should stick to what they know. To touch on that whole entertainment topic, like brands going the entertainment route is good for one thing. And that's creating a community of of like followers or supporters. But at the same time, it's you shouldn't really lose track of what your business is and what you're trying to provide. Mm-hmm. To answer your question about should people stick to what they know, I do think so. You're very right about that because I know that my workplace, which is a restaurant, wanted us to jump on this trend of doing TikTok dances and making TikTok videos. And a lot of us were like, but we are not dancers. We are not performers. We are actually waitresses, barmen. Mm -hmm. And I think by us doing that and jumping on this trend that everyone is doing to gain recognition people are losing track of what's really important supporting a restaurant and supporting its workers do you know what i mean so then pat for you do you think brands should be focusing more on getting their brands noticed by paying attention to media consumption by the youth at this time or by putting an emphasis on their advertising spend to reach the youth during these times i think um, whatever brands do right now it's important that they remain top of mind, um, whether it's through monitoring media consumption patterns that have changed and also adapting to those media consumption patterns. Um, I think they need to ultimately stay in top of mind should be the end goal with mm. or without the, the lockdown. For example, we all know that at some point things are going to go back to normal. So what is that one brand, for example, that's going to come top of mind if I want to travel? If I want to book a hotel, which hotel brand will come top of mind? If I now want to go out with my friends, which spot are we going to? So this is not the time for brands to go to be quiet or say nothing because uh, I've seen some brands, they just went quiet and we're wondering if they still exist. And... Um, Great marketing also is about keeping the existing customers engaged. So it's not only about just acquiring new customers or creating awareness to new customers, but the ones that you already have, what are you giving them in this time? Mm. And I think that's what's going to be a key difference. Some brands went mm-hmm. completely quiet and some people are cash strapped and switching brands is easy now, you know, because you can't be loyal to a brand that did nothing for you when, when you were out. So now it's a matter of, I'm going to buy a brand that I know stuck to its guns and entertain and kept me entertained or kept me informed when and stood with me and in stood these with times. me exactly when yeah. when times were tough. It's really about adapting adapt your content, adapting your communication. And of course, if you've got any sponsorship or any existing properties, it's also adapting to to the current. Chloe, part of the ways that brands have been communicating with their audiences for a while now has been the use of influencers. How important are influencers to you when you're choosing a brand? I think influencers are quite important when I... um. 
let's say I just go on a YouTube channel and they um, tell us like about their skincare routine, what, what, what makes their skin better. I usually start by wanting to buy something through a, a YouTuber. And so what are the qualities for you that makes an influencer or the influencer model work? a lot of influencers like they get paid to um, tell us about these brands but a lot of the time they aren't very um, like sufficient they just like they're just doing it for like no reason a part of like the influencers that I watch they I would like them to be like honest and if they don't like something they'll like tell you and not just like do it for the fun of doing it. Natalie, Pat actually alluded to this a little earlier, but now that the lockdown and the coronavirus outbreak really has changed how we live and how we work and how we play the world over, um, some people are really going to face some economic constraints. So how important is it now, the weighing up of price versus brand loyalty? Would you ever jump ship from using one product to rather using another? Because because it's cheaper, for example. I know that economic times are really rough right now. And if I, as a consumer, am feeling it, like I can only imagine what a person who owns a small business or a company is going through right now. So I think I would definitely be on the side of brand loyalty as opposed to price. Obviously, we can expect a markup on a lot of products, but I think that's just the way that everything is going right now. And if I can support a business in any way possible just by being loyal, then that's mm -hmm. going to be my part. And that's all that I can really do and I would like to do. Right. And then in closing from each of you, just starting with you, Pat, I'd love to know for you and your age group specifically, what should brands be doing to make an impression on you? Um, right now, if there's anything that brands can do for myself and for my peers is that they need to shine the light on us on many things you know a lot of my peers right now are getting retrenched a lot of my peers are closing their businesses how can brands step in and be the solution i think more than anything yes you kept us entertained yes you educate us but also what are you doing to empower us and take us to the next level that's why a brand like standard bank really stood out for me when they launched the online digital courses where people can actually learn for free how to use certain online tools that comes in very, and we all know that going forward, digital skills are going to be more and more important. So mm -hmm. what a better way, a brand intervening in that way. So what we're looking for right now is intervention from brands. What solutions are they bringing in to the table? We all know mm -hmm. that um, economically, everyone is struggling, but those brands that do have the muscle to lift one person up, you know, we all know that brands cannot help each and every one of us. But if you give one person an opportunity mm -hmm. or one small business an opportunity, they have the potential of bringing along five other people with them. Then they all grow together. So right now, we're looking for interventions right. from brands. Chloe, you're 14 years old. What should brands be doing to make an impression on you and your age group? I think what they're doing right now, they should they should just be keeping us informed, Um keep on giving us good advertisement and telling us and helping us do this, keeping us in touch with what they what they're doing yeah and then lastly for you natalie 22 years old what should brands be doing to make an impression for you and your age group specifically just like chloe said i would like to be informed with what's going on personally i feel like to create a true connection between me and the brand i would like to know what's going on in their business what they are doing during this time 
what they're doing with their employees. And I think it kind of makes a lot of people, especially me, empathize with a certain brand if I know what's going on and what they're doing in times like this. So yeah, that's my point of view regarding that. Thanks for listening to this conversation around the impact COVID-19 has had on the youth's brand perception in South Africa. Now, this is a first in a 2020 series for the Sunday Times Gen Next event in partnership with HDI Youth Consultancy. Actually, the event is now in its 16th year and it's still the leading annual youth brand preference and consumer behavior survey. The results of the survey conducted by HDI Youth Consultancy are particularly relevant to brands and advertisers with the Sunday Times Gen Next Youth Marketing Conference Interactive Showcase and awards attracting the attendance of South Africa's leading business minds and marketers. This year, we'll be taking the Sunday Times Gen Next movement online. Yes, we'll keep things advancing forward, but in a digitized format. We'll continue to look into tribes, tensions, and trends this year's theme, allowing marketers, advertisers, and brand managers to up their game with expert insights on all aspects defining the youth of today will soon be the consumers of tomorrow. Look out for more podcasts and follow the conversation online as we build up to the event in Santon on August the 21st, 2020 by following Arena Events.